Okay. Welcome to the Rolling Weekend. I shot this podcast today. I have my friend Stephen Morris and Connor Petty with me on the show. Connor, you guys are going for some pretty amazing. Can you tell everybody what that was? Yeah. Um, first off, thanks for having me and uh, excited to talk more about like what Steve and I have done um, and what others can do with that. Um, and Sean, it, it, you're an inspiration for sure, my friend. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. What you guys did inspired me so much. So I'm so glad to have you guys on the show today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we uh, <clears throat> uh, most recently uh, let everybody know we uh, climbed to 14,000 feet in uh, uh, San Luis Peak in um, Colorado, San Creed, Colorado. Um, and uh, it was a trip that as far as planning took like, what was it, Steve-O? Five, six years almost, right yeah. on close to six as far as yeah. logistics and stuff and COVID and all that. And then uh, as far as the trip itself, we were out there for almost six days. Um, yeah, so it was a pretty wild adventure and, and uh, a lot of fun stuff happened in between those <laughs> that happening and during it as well. Wow. Well, wow, guys, well, I, I that is a really big thing. You guys should be really proud of you and your team. What was the inspiration behind this? Because that's a big thing to undertake. Why did you guys do it? Oh, thanks. Yeah, um, it kind of started out with um, as we were running marathons together um and as you know uh have a lot of time to talk and and just think and dream and and uh so we started talking about doing a hiking trip um and experimenting and kind of thinking about what would it look like to have a chair or a harness or something like that and then i pitched the idea to one of my friends at school that does film uh, and documentaries and uh, he, he was like, well, it would be really cool to go to 14,000 feet. And Steve-O and I's first race ever to run together was a full marathon. And so we don't really take it easy. And so we're like, yeah, 14,000 feet sounds good. Not really knowing how much that would be. <laughs> and I, I get that because I, I, do, I do mean this stuff and I figure out how to do it later. <laughs> so I totally get that. <laughs> yes. It, it's I fun. Do. No, he said I I didn't know about Connor, but I really didn't know about how much work it would be and <laughs> I I didn't either. <laughs> we got yeah, we kind of jumped in the deep end and figured out to swim on the way. Let's, let's, let's go into that a little bit. What what yeah. did it, what did it take to get all that planned and arranged, and what did you have to do to do it? Yeah, um, first off, it took a whole team of people. Uh, a lot of people that 
are close to me and Steve-O and knew our story, but also complete strangers. Um, we uh, kind of had a phase of about three years just trying to logistically think of what peak uh, like trail would be feasible um, and uh, negotiating a chair. Um, we really didn't know what was out there. Um, and within a year before, or about eight to 10 months prior to actually doing the hike, um, we found out about um, this company that had chairs, uh, Gillette in Motion, um, or Spokes in Motion, sorry, but the original company is Gillette. And uh, they um, make chairs and, and extreme sports for people that are in a wheelchair or have some physical um, limitations. And uh, once we found that out, we really started picking up the speed. Um, however, there's a lot of equipment and, and film um, gear that we were putting it into film festivals and all that. So it took a lot of funds. And yeah. a week prior to that, we actually put it on GoFundMe and uh, raised, uh, we raised over $7,000 to make the trip possible. And that, that was probably one of the coolest things, but there was little stuff like that, that um, the Lord just provided and also provided people we didn't even know <laughs> needed to know about the trip and, and sponsor it. Yeah. Um, so that, as far as logistics side, it was, um, uh, it, it went in phases and, and, uh, in and out of if it would actually happen. And then within the last six months, it seemed like we were shot out of a cannon. and it just kind of all fell together. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes we just make our plan. We put our dream out there and then God helps us put the pieces together. And, and it sounds like that's what he did for you guys. What, what are the challenges that you faced? Once you got up there, that you didn't think, of, that you didn't uh, foresee, uh, foresee when you got up there, did you have to overcome come anything once you got up there? Yeah. Um. Well, Steve, I'll let you answer that first. Kind of, uh, there were a lot of things that were unexpected, and we kind of had to be flexible. Um. But yeah, you go ahead, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve said he didn't uh, anticipate how long uh, he would have to piggyback on, on me. And to be honest, neither did I. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the last uh, almost thousand feet of elevation is about a little over a mile, mile and a half, somewhere in that range. Um, wow. Just got really, really steep and rocky. And with the chair, uh, the way that it's made, there's, uh, a guy in the front, which was me, and then the guy in the back, who uh, who was Michael Burton, one of our good friends, and the guy in the back is 
stabilizing and activating the brake on the wheel. And then the guy in the front is kind of pulling, but you have to do it at the same time as you're going up over bumps and rocks. And it just became very difficult. And we were expending more energy than we could sustain. Yeah. And so at, uh, at a certain point, we made a collective decision. It would be better to see how far, if, if we can make it to the peak. And it was just, uh, we were kind of on a time crunch. Um, when you get above 12,000 feet, uh, especially in Colorado at about two o'clock, two 30 every day, you have a storm or rain. And, and after 2000 feet, there's no trees. The oxygen is too low. And so you're the tallest thing when there's lightning and storms. <laughs> so we were in that window where we had to really start working fast. So the piggyback ride was the best way to do that. And, uh, that was, that was definitely hard on Steve-O. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't really know anybody that's jumped on someone's back as a fun joke or like gotten on a pickback ride on somebody and stayed on it for over an hour. Like most people would stay maybe a minute or two and say, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and and Steve-O was rocking it the whole way, man. He, he well, did great. That's awesome, Steve. I've known you for about 30, 30 plus years. You and I grew up together. So I know how determined you are. And Connor, I had uh, the honor to meet you a couple uh, years ago as the Tulsa Run. So uh, what you guys accomplished together is amazing. Um, and I just, I just want to know, uh, did you guys reach the top of the mountain? Uh, uh, what did it feel like? Yeah. You say you did and the feeling was amazing. Well God Connor, what did what did it feel like to you to bring one of your best friends out to the top of the mountain like that um it was really surreal uh part of me it, it did feel like a dream um as far as yeah. just, uh, that that had been in my head for five or six years and i'd been to that place in my mind so many times it almost felt like coming home to a place in a weird way even though it was it was uh, a completely new situation um and also just thinking about our friendship and what it solidified as um what we enjoy to do and also uh where it was really uncomfortable um it's kind of funny that we get to the top and a lot of times uh people can have in their idea like there's this euphoric moment or like the sky opened up and it's this big thing and 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 uh you'll just have a flood of emotions um I didn't really feel all of that until we got off because we got to the top and uh it was like a really great experience but in the back of my mind I'm thinking we've got to get back down this and before we, we get hit by a storm or something yeah. so, <laughs> that kind of took away from some of it but 
uh, definitely the view and, and just thinking about um, what Steve was able to do for that was um, it was another level for sure of anything else we've ever done. Yeah. Yeah, just say it like, oh my word, I can't believe I'm up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That that was one of those things where I was like, okay, where's the uh bus or the, the trolley to get us down? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine you're like, okay, who are we gonna get us down? Now I did all the hard work to get us up here. Me and my team. Me and my team got us all up here. Now who's going to come get us all down? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, on, on my podcast, I try to inspire people to realize they can do anything they want to do. They just have to go about it a different way. And mm-hmm. you, you guys are the very definition of uh, finding another way. Mm-hmm. But but I know, I know you guys have known each other a long time. Can you can you talk about how you how you met each other? Yeah. Um. Well, and Sean, I love that your podcast has that platform, and we need more of that more than ever now. Um. And and definitely you do that as well through all your races, and I, I keep up with uh all the ultras and stuff you're doing. It's pretty cool, man. Well, thank you, sir. Um. <laughs> And for Steve-O and I, we met um, at uh, Camp Barnabas. Originally, uh, it was the, um, well, we had met uh, like passing at camp, but then uh, we had the staff retreat and we were, um, there was the Barnabas half marathon. And as staff, we went and volunteered to hand out medals there. Um, And Steve-O and I were together handing out medals um and uh as we were handing out medals and it was raining and kind of miserable but uh uh Stuzo said I've always wanted to do a marathon um and that really struck me uh that kind of like you said someone's dreaming beyond what they could physically do or even imagine at that time and I was saying if Steve Oak like I need a piece of that in my life. Basically, it was like I need I need some of that vision. And so, in that moment, I just said, "Yeah, let's do it." Um, and we'll figure it out along the way. And that that led to a, a beautiful relationship and friendship. Well, that's awesome. It sounds like you guys have learned together and grown together as men and grow. All the stuff you guys have done together um, has caused you to grow in your friendship. Obviously, when you overcome big challenges like that, that bonds you together <laughs> like like nothing else we can experience. Thus, uh, I just had to ask. Like, we talked about this big adventure. What you guys? What's the next? Uh, what's the next thing you guys got plans to do? Steve was laughing too. I kind of hesitate. I'll let I'll let Steve kind of sparse it out. 
because this is this is pretty big. So I know I know you guys have got uh, something else in the works. I hope. Oh, I don't think there'd be any other way. We were actually talking about this on our way back, like down the mountain. We hadn't even left elevation and we were talking about <laughs> dreams but yeah steve you kind of want to outline what we're thinking next uh uh, Steve said he always wanted to ride across America. Wow, dude. Um, that, oh. would, that would be amazing. You're not talking about in a car? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, he's talking about doing it on his bike. So, uh, Steve-O was saying he may not, um, well, the races, the race across America is one of those that has a lot of resources, um, as far as mapping and things like that. So we've looked into that, um, but basically a self-propelled journey, if that's like Steve-O was saying, either on his bike or maybe running some, um, we haven't really figured all those (laughs) details out, but it would be segmented over a long period of time, but it's kind of like the hike. We really didn't know all the logistics and stuff. And, but you kind of, like you said at the very beginning, Sean, like you just put these visions out into the universe and into the world and into your friends' heads. And it's amazing what kind of community and, and people come out uh, to support that and to um, vicariously live through that journey. Um, and it would be a lot of time for Steve and I to spend talking and dreaming again uh so um anyway yeah we we don't know anywhere close to what uh when that will be but it's definitely out there for sure well that's awesome i know well for me i i'm a firm believer that um when you share your dream with the right people god lines up the right people to make our dreams and our visions come to pass uh, we just gotta have faith enough to believe that they can happen. We don't always have to know how they're gonna happen, but to start out, we just have to have enough faith to believe that they will. 
That's exactly right. I can I can see you guys um had that already, <laughs> and you had the spirit to think what's next because I uh, know both of you guys, and you guys are always thinking about the next thing. That's why I had to ask. <laughs> um, and Stephen, I, uh, you and I have talked about a version of you wanting to bike across America for years now. So I'm glad, but I'm really glad you guys are going to get the opportunity uh, to share it together. Um, uh, I have one favor to ask both of you. When you do the next one, we come back. And let me interview you for that one. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. Thank you very much. Um, and Connor, there's one thing I want to ask you. How do you train how do you train for uh, something like this? Oh, um for me, I, I break it up into chapters. Um, this specific trip and and um uh, uh, the hike itself was something unknown to me as far as um, muscle groups and, and different uh, exercises. Um, I'm very familiar with endurance races and um, running was really easy. So I started out with something <laughs> that was in my wheelhouse. So I did a, a Olympic triathlon to kind of get fitness and, and endurance in there. And then the longest phase I had to work on, um, was, uh, strength and, and power training, which is completely foreign to me. Um, but I did it in those three steps where I built up my endurance base and then I did strength training. And, and, uh, I usually weigh in about anywhere from 170, 165 to about 180 on any given day. And, uh, I, got up to about 200 pounds and, um, was deadlifting and powerlifting a lot to get the strength. Um, for that. <laughs> yeah. And that felt too heavy for me, but, uh, and then the final phase for me was, um, when you get to that kind of altitude, the oxygen level is pretty low. Um, and so my final phase after I'd gotten the endurance and more of the strength was to increase red blood cell count and recovery. Um, I didn't have altitude to do that. I live in Oklahoma. It, it, <laughs> as y'all know, it's pretty flat. So um, I had to be, get kind of creative. Uh, I do a breathing exercise. Uh, it's called the Wim, Wim Hof breathing method um, and do some cold exposure uh, just to increase the stress level on my body to then lower heart rate and um, metabolic rate so I don't consume as much calories while I'm doing it um and a lot of uh uh training with high heart rate and maintaining that for a long period of time helped um and uh so yeah those were the basically the three phases um that I took this journey into and it it worked out pretty well um for the most part well you, uh, I would say you made it so that's a good thing <laughs> that's right that's right yeah exactly i i'm very familiar with the win win off method because i read a lot of his work how did you train uh for 
to put Stephen on your back, though? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, and uh, kind of some background of myself. I'm a, a nurse and in a nurse practitioner school, so I always go science-based. And I'm sorry if that was a little more detailed than you're oh, wanting. But... Oh, no, no, that's okay. I'm a, I'm a very detail-oriented guy, and so are my listeners, so that was amazing that you went that I dig into it. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Yeah, I, uh, I it, uh, it fascinates me in some of that, um, like sports performance stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so training for having Steve on my back, I knew at some point, uh, Steve, we would have to do a piggyback ride at some point. Uh, I definitely didn't really anticipate for how long it would be and how steep, um, that part would be. Uh, but, uh, I have a, um, a camping um, uh, backpack that I uh, filled a um, waterproof bag, like you take on canoe trips and stuff. I filled yes, that sir. with sand and uh, had weight. So I had uh, close to 80 to 90 pounds uh, on my back, and I would hike with that around my neighborhood, which got Woo. some pretty funny looks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I would do at least a, a mile or two with that. Um, and then, uh, do some, did some running with, uh, I had a weighted vest, um, that was close to like 25 pounds that I carried around on myself when I did any type of workouts and things like that, just to get used to load on my back. And, um, it didn't come without injury, that's for sure. Um, but, uh, that was kind of the way I got used to having somebody or uh, simulating how Steve would be on my, um, when we hiked. Right, because it's not every day someone carries a full-grown man on their back up a mountain. <laughs> no, and, and thankfully not every day. <laughs> so, as a, uh, you guys are you guys are both warrior, warriors in my book. I have one last question. How do you feel like it uh, changed your perspective on life doing this together? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, Steve-O, you want to open with that one? Or you want to start with that one? saying it, it seemed impossible and, and thinking of a person to climb up there like that um there's a lot of things that may seem impossible that aren't and then <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome you know um you know it's like the bible says all things are possible to 
those who believe. And I know, I know you guys have a strong faith, so that's what you guys rely on to do this. Connor, mm-hmm. uh, how do you think it changed you? I know how. I know what Stephen said, but I'm interested to see hear your perspective now, sir. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, coming back down from the mountain was a weird thing, <laughs> um, because uh, it definitely shaped what I thought. Our minds will go much farther than our bodies will ever go. Um, but that's also true for our spirits. Um, and I think that was felt in a new way when I came back of how many people want, um, dreams and aspirations to occur, um, and want to support those things. Um, we're not alone. Um, and there's a lot of ways that, um, people work together to accomplish big ideas. Um, and when I came down from the mountain too, it was a little weird cause I would go to work out and the whole time in those five years, I would work out every time I thought of picking up a heavy weight or going for a long run, I was envisioning being at the top of the mountain. And so when I get back, I would find myself envisioning being on the top of the mountain to hype myself up. And I was like, wait, we already did that. <laughs> and, uh, so it was, it was kind of a weird um, transition where, you, you know, you start thinking about new dreams and new things and always wanting to grow. Um, and that's not to discredit like what's already been done. Um, and there's time to dwell on that. Uh, but it did remind me that it's never the thing itself that's important. Um, so climbing the mountain was cool, but it's always about the journey and the people that go alongside you in those journeys that really is the marrow of life. I would, I would agree with you. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today. I know my listeners and viewers are hugely inspired. I good luck on your next adventure, and God bless you guys. Thanks, man. Yeah, we, we look forward to interviewing again. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless, guys. All right, have a good one. All right, bye. 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 Bye.